Christmas. Merry Christmas, Squeezer. Even though it's uh, it, it, less than a month away. Yeah, but. but it's after Thanksgiving, so it's technically Christmas. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. I, I wanted to add like a jingle bell to this to this theme, but I forgot. Now I feel like an asshole. Now nah, save it for you. Just do like one towards the end. We can yeah the, do all that work for. We're one, only gonna one have episode. one more Christmas show. That's right. Yeah, it's a heavy schedule. And yeah, we got a heavy schedule. But it's it's gonna be worth it. You'll you y'all y'all will enjoy it. Uh, and today, in the Christmas spirit, what are we discussing? We are talking about our favorite Christmas songs. I'm gonna have to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving you hang out the dry there. <laughs> it doesn't matter if I close your mic or not. <laughs> and again, one more. And because <laughs> I'm tight. I'd say bless you, but I don't want to piss off anyone upstairs. I'm like, fuck that guy. I'm not doing that. Uh, we good now? Yeah. <clears throat> so that, Christmas it's songs. It's that time of the season. It is that time of the season. For me, it's that's It's the most wonderful round. time of the year. Pa-rumpa pump pump. <laughs> that's not on the list. Oh. It might have been on one of my on my album that I got to talk of. I love Were you a fan of the American version of The Office? Yeah, yeah, it was good. I love the BBC version, mm-hmm. but uh, and then when I, when I, I like, saw the pilot for the American one, it was leaked online, and I downloaded it off LimeWire. I think. Mm-hmm. Wow, I was like dating yourself. Yeah, right. I was like, well, downloading the pilot before it even aired <laughs> yeah. in two thousand five. This was in oh four. I never. Mm-hmm. I was furious. I was like, fuck this. They're going to ruin the legacy of the BBC show. Fuck America. Fuck the world. But that's what we do to I was, television. I was ready to burn my house down. Uh, but then, of course... You, you eventually did. <laughs> no, that was this, this was way after I actually okay. did. So, of course, they took it and the, the NBC wanted a shot-for-shot shot remake. They did that and then they made it their own. Yeah. And made it fantastic and charming mm-hmm. And emotional and spun off into Parks and Rec, mm-hmm. which is another fucking amazing show. So, uh, but I love uh, <laughs> Dwight and uh, Angela's love for Little Drummer Boy and how they think it shouldn't just be a holiday song. And that Parampa Pump Pump is when Richard Christie on the Howard Stern show he calls a uh, Christmas store. Like a Christmas shop that mm-hmm. sells Christmas stuff, and he just keeps going. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas, huh? and she's like, "Yes, it is. Merry Christmas!" Like, and a merry, merry Christmas to you. And this woman's got like the patience of, you know, saying. And at one point, he goes, "Parampapampam." It's on YouTube. It's look, Richard Christie calls a Christmas shop. It's really good. He just keeps saying like, "Ah, lang sang," and she just keeps putting up with it. If I can, I, I can only imagine though the small talk and banter that those people have to deal with. It's mostly all old ladies that and that just want to talk. Yeah, and because I know my grandmother's one of them, <laughs> and she will go up there and she's like, "Oh, that's so neat. Oh, that's cute." And it's like all these little just tchotchke Christmas decoration yeah, right. things. And then as it's getting rung up at the register, each one you have to talk about how awesome this 
thing. It, I don't even want to describe what... It's partially porcelain, and then it has some kind of jingly thing. Maybe it lights up. Maybe yeah. it doesn't. So uh, our, Cats our area has co-opted big time, appropriated German culture, basically because of the immigrants mm -hmm. here. But uh, there's a certain nonprofit organization that has decided to, I don't know, prey on that <laughs> and open up their own version of Chris Kindlemart that's popular in, in Germany. There's Chris Kindlemarts everywhere, mm -hmm. Munich, I think, being the biggest. <clears throat> and uh, they, that, all that is is just a giant tchotchke tent, mm -hmm. like, yeah. which you pay for the right to go well, in and shop. Well, I, re I remember at the Whitehall Mall, formerly the Whitehall Mall, before it became um, a strip mall and then a hallway between <laughs> uh, Sears and Kohl's. Holding a comic book um, store. Holding oh, well, a great com comic book store. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Comic Masters. Uh, and then, or uh, a creepy w viewing window where you could stand there and just watch people work out at a Gold's Gym. Yeah, that's still there. Yeah, but I'm sure. I read this article, malls now are courting gyms like crazy because <clears throat> a gym could fill up like a Macy's almost. Ah, and then you get beautiful people walking around too. It's like mm. some beautiful people. Some. I just assume. I mean, they're more beautiful than me. I mean, no one's more beautiful than you. Mm -hmm. um, you're a squeezer. I'm just not squeezer. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes, but you're also Ryan. I am not Derek. So all that work <laughs> my mom put into it for all those years. <laughs> um, but yet they had above. What was that? Late Lays? It was above the kids' the, shopping area. The, the kids' shopping area. Yeah, yeah. And Where you would, parents, it was too, the door was too tiny. Parents couldn't yeah, even go so in. Yeah, so you would go in and they would give you like fake money. They would buy like real money for the fake money, fake money yeah, for real money, whatever. And then worked. you could go and buy gifts for your parents. And I remember just buying my dad an ashtray. They had, they, this is dating it a bit, but yeah, like they're like, oh, well, and I'm sure it was some like high school kid. Like, Does your daddy smoke in. cigarettes? Does your daddy smoke? I'm like, yes. yes. Oh, well, he would love this ash. And my mom was fucking livid. <laughs> oh, it was fantastic. <laughs> and then and then uh, later I would I would be a culprit to that too, because in Boy Scouts I was running the handicraft. And you made ten, the, and yeah. they, no, we would make uh uh, oh, coin trays. Oh, oh, yeah. But yeah, we would, because the, the, you would hammer it out, you would snip it, hammer it out. Was, and was then, there a coin tray for you to prop up? This, was was there a, a divot to prop up your coin stick? Because <laughs> you were, yeah. It well, you, once you were done hammering it out, you'd flip it over onto a nail and then tap it over, and we would just not do that step. But that was the, yeah. Mm. We, we would, we'd sold ashtray kits at the Boy Scout, you know. At the trading post for like five dollars, which was just a five-inch square of copper that, on average, three kids a day would slice their hands on, and they have to file an incident report. I want to design a video game, like an RPG of your Boy Scout camp, where you where you run the trading post, just so I could design <laughs> the trading oh, post so ran like, by you. So you you would walk in, and I'm that I'm that little character in yeah, the in the, the back behind the, the counter, yeah. and then like Zelda, you'd run around with the chicken or, yeah. over my head real quick and, and distract me, and then run out and steal something. And you're sassy, so yeah. you can be like, "What do you want, you little bastard? I got sugar to eat, or what were you, you the? I got I got Slurpees to." Oh, the, I, I, the slushies. Yeah, oh, it was just straight syrup with a, with a matchstick in it. <laughs> flaming flaming you, squeezer. That's where it came from. But wait, it's not necessarily a good thing now, is it? No. So I'll get in. I'll, get, I'll talk to uh, our buddy David L. Craddock and see if he knows someone who could help me 
Because I'm going to want it to look like a Commodore 64 game yeah. or an Apple II. I, I was going to say, I don't want to see myself in anything more than 16 bits. <laughs> Even though it might be an 8-bit game, you need 16 to fit me on the screen. <laughs> You're adorable. Anyway, uh, I forgot what we were talking about. Christmas today. songs. Oh, yes. I think I go first, right? I believe it is your turn. Uh, when I was a kid, I saw this movie that I thought was going to be a horror movie. It turned out to be a Christmas movie, and it's still one of my favorites. But it started with this song. doing buying shit i told you no buying things <laughs> classic scene from goodfellas also also talking about gremlins before it but this this opens up gremlins and it's a famous scene in goodfellas so i could not pick it <laughs> uh also uh it's performed. i got the biggest most expensive tree i can I find the biggest most ex oh yeah 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 <laughs> be smart i know you're gonna be smart yeah yeah of course i am. i got the biggest <laughs> most expensive when he comes, when uh, what's his name comes in with that uh, pink Cadillac, with the pink Cadillac and the and the fur coat, fur coat oh. yeah, she takes it off him. Uh, he's got a, he's hanging in a, a meat freezer. They meat found Carbone in the meat truck. Yeah. They had to thaw him out <laughs> before they could identify him. Uh, so I consider this like the precursor to to everyone like goes Gaga over that Mariah Carey, "All I Want for Christmas Is You." Mm-hmm. I totally ape this. In fact, she even covered this song on the same album. Mm -hmm. And um, nothing could beat her live performance on NBC a couple of years ago, though. Yeah, she really fucked yeah, up. It was up. just a fucking meltdown. Yeah. Uh, the crazy murderer Phil Spector produced this song. Mm. Yeah. They what? He, he that Phil Spector guy? Oh, he knew it. He wall knew, of sound. Yeah, he knew yeah, what he was doing. Yeah. So this, I don't know. Did you watch the uh, Letterman show? Like Dave Letterman. Dave, Le yeah, yeah. She would always perform this every year on Letterman. I think uh, for 29 years, beginning in 1986. Oh shit! Darlene Love would uh, come on annually, the final new episode before Christmas, 28 times in all, with the exception of 2007 because of the writer's strike. Uh, she would come on and do it with the Paul Schaefer and the band. So even up until like the very, I, I don't know. I was always in and out. Like at Christmas, there was other stuff to watch. So I probably wasn't watching like. Uh, uh, like, okay, when I was a kid, I didn't really give a shit about uh, Jay Leno mm -hmm. or Carson really. But for some reason, Letterman was always like. he acted like a child. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Like staying up to watch Letterman was always a yeah. treat. I, w I was the same way too. My parents would want to watch Leno, but I wanted to watch, I wanted to watch a guy throw shit out a window. Yeah, my, my parents... Which always confused me because I didn't understand why it was daylight outside. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that always, that kind of stuff always confused me when I was a kid. Uh, but, because, uh, yeah, we thought it was live. We didn't understand television. Still don't. Um, yeah, my parents didn't particularly watch any of them. I just, I don't know. I, I guess one, one New Year's Eve, they were watching Letterman. And I thought it was, like, 
because he used to go live on New Year's Eve, mm-hmm. and I thought it was the coolest thing. Like he was, you know, doing his shtick and being Letterman, and I was hooked instantly. I remember I was drinking like a Snapple soda. Remember when Snapple sold sodas? Oh, wow. Yeah, it was like a cream soda Snapple because I would get. We were allowed soda on New Year's Eve, and uh, we were watching. I got crab legs. <laughs> that was my treat: Alaskan king crab legs. <laughs> We were watching Letterman, and uh, I just remember being like, "This guy's, this guy's fucking great." I got it. So anytime I could sneak Dave Letterman, I would. Mm-hmm. And I just always remember, I, I there's some there's something special about that. That's why I try to do it on the show we do um, for professional. Like Christmas, the last show before Christmas is a Christmas show. Mm-hmm. You decorate for Christmas. You have Christmas music. You have Santa. It's it's a tradition yeah. in television. Um, with Halloween also, but, uh, yeah, if you don't do a Christmas, even though a lot of those shows, it's like done in like either early December. Some of them are done even before Thanksgiving. You have all the audiences oh. there a lot. Not, not those shows, but a lot of your, like your game shows and stuff. Sure, it's, sure. Yeah. yeah it's like well, even the variety out. shows, the Christmas and Halloween variety shows, which I think they should, I mean, this is what we're losing with binge watching. Um, the Christmas episodes. Speaking of binge watching, you got to catch up. You yeah, I'm a few behind on Punisher. I know Holy you finished it. Holy fuck. We're giving it a thumbs up. Uh, yeah, I, I, here, here's my thoughts on it. I think so far it's the best version of Punisher that's oh, ever existed. Well, I mean, yeah, it's not hard to. Thomas Jane was. I, I liked him because it was a little more methodical, like in his I liked planning Dirty and Laundry, how he, like the short on yeah. YouTube. Oh, that was awesome. Yeah. That, it almost feels like this series, there's a lot of that, like Dirty Laundry-esque kind of, especially that first episode with the construction workers and shit. Um, but I didn't say anything, Siri. Shut the hell up. Did she just ask, what's your problem? Siri, there's a lot of that Dirty Laundry. Stop it. Shut up. Did she just say, what's your, did she sass me? I, I think she did sass me. I'm going to throw you against the wall. Um, uh, what was I saying? Anyway, my thought behind this whole development of the show, real, I know, tangent here. Uh, there was one of those big fancy parties where all the executives, movies, and TV execs are at. And the guy from Disney is just hanging out by himself because, you know, everyone's afraid to talk to him. But he's just overhearing everyone's conversation. Also, and, he's on a 50-foot gold throne. Yeah, he can't. Well, he can't but he, he listens throne. down. He has one of those big who ear things, that, <laughs> you know, all the way down to the low people. And he overheard someone say something like, wow. Those HBO guys with that Game of Thrones shit, that's so violent. It's like it's like they know exactly what they are, like the epitome. They are the the top, the best at when it comes to just really grotesque violence. Okay, to be and, fair and though. And Disney guy goes, oh yeah? Watch the, this. The Disney guy should have stuck around for them to say, also it's really cool they use fuck because it drives <laughs> me nuts that they don't curse on that shit. The most horrific violence. Yeah, in, God no, fucking forbid you don't say the F word. I, I think about it, but it doesn't, I don't know why it doesn't nearly bother me. Oh, I, that drives much. me insane. Like, it, it's odd that it should, I feel like it should be there sometimes. Like, there are occasions where like, oh, that, that should be a fuck in there. And by all rights, but, it, there sh- it should be. Like, what children are watching this show? Yes. If you're letting your kids watch this show, you're a bad yes. parent. If you, the last episode, I won't, no spoilers, but if you let your kid watch... Or if any if anyone is there and they have like their own standards and practices, and it comes down to they're watching it to make sure no one said fuck, and they're watching the end of the last confrontation in the series, and they're like, okay, 
Okay. All right. Good. They didn't say fuck. We can put this on air and let people watch it. I re- I've never I here's, was cringing. I, I was cringing the entire time. It's the most hor- the last two here's, episodes here's are I the think. most horrific shit ever, and I loved every second of Be- it. Because they're taking the nudity up to the last, like just I would say, why not just go full nudity? But here's what I think: Disney is making these so that they could edit them slightly for their streaming service in two years, when the deal runs up on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That way, there's nothing with the F word on any of the Disney streaming service. You think and I'm not paying a dollar for, for it? I will. Yeah. If, if you if if you're giving me this next particular character in season two of The Punisher, yeah, I'm gonna be there. Yeah, it's already promised to Netflix, so you'll be all right. Oh, is it? Yeah. I gotta read things. I just well, that's the thing. I, I had to av- I had to avoid the internet since this launch because everyone put fucking spoilers right on the front yeah, right. page everywhere. Put it right like, in the header picture. Uh, anywho, so happy cheery Christmas song. Yeah, it's great. In, in, in what could be considered a horror movie. Uh, we, we talked about it. It's, so. it's, uh, ins- well, that's the ironic part of it. The, in, I want to say it inspired another movie we spoke about just last month, but really that had a script going. It was just too late to the party. And then they come out with this gremlins is just a work of art. Yeah. And if edited properly, um, the creatures from your next pick could be horror as well. Here we come, a caroling among the leaves so green. Here we come, a wandering so fair to be seen. Love and joy come to you, and to you glad tidings too. And God bless you and send you a happy new year. And God send you a happy new year. It's a Sesame Street gang. Merry Christmas from Sesame Street. Deck the halls with boughs of holly. La 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 la. la. Tis the season to be jolly. I'll tell you what. I'm all in on the Sesame Street thing now because uh, the kid, that's all she wants to watch. I I laugh my ass off at it. There, there's little subtle things, especially like... Cookie Monster and Grover have some great, like, stuff between them. It, it's still well written. It's still. I saw uh, the Stranger Things parody. Did you not see it? No. Is it like a new one for this season, or is it just like a one-off thing that they did, like a web series? It was, uh, a new one. Because the new series just started up. We can. I'll do a whole. We can do a whole side podcast where I could just review uh, <laughs> Sesame Street episodes. Anyway. This is the Sesame Street gang that's coming to Fozzie's mom's house in A Muppet Family Christmas. I don't know oh. if you remember when we talked about our favorite uh, Christmas, Christmas shows specials. Uh, specials last year, and I uh, I did not include this. You and, sinner. And it's my favorite of all time. You asked why I didn't. I'm like, I wasn't ready to burn it just yet. Uh, like I, and I'm still not. I'm just uh, talking about a just little bit a of taste. I just a taste because this this is like Brave Star for me. Like I just I will find ways to just work it in any way I possibly can. When we do a whole show and just horses, we can talk about the robot horse. You know, <laughs> um, uh, that's on the schedule I think for February. Ah, uh, yeah, it's slow month. The, one, the horse show. The horse show. <laughs> Hang on, we gotta famous horses. I'm putting this in. We're so, actually gonna. I'm going to find a way to. We're going to produce an entire show just talking about horses. <laughs> oh, 
Yeah. I'm going to put this in my notes as just horses. And then, audience, uh, that's a reminder to unsubscribe <laughs> on February. 1st. I just I can't wait until like a couple of weeks from now. I look at my notes and why, why does it say horses? Yeah. And then we'll have to go back and listen. Yes, we will have an entire show dedicated to horses for you equestrian friends out there. I don't think that's going to happen. Um, so yeah, uh, the '87 Muppet Family Christmas, where the Muppets get stranded at Fozzie's mom's house. Uh, the Muppets are there, and Doc is there from Fraggle Rock. And then eventually the Fraggles do show up too. There is a flashback with Muppet Babies as well. So you have those three so far. And then uh, halfway through, or maybe like oh, yeah, a third Muppet of way Babies through. Muppet Babies was like the most famous Muppets at the yeah, time of yeah. the 87. Uh, and they were adorable little like live action like puppet Muppets. Oh, they're Puppet Muppet yeah, Babies. Yeah, they're Puppet Muppet Babies. They're really cute. Go back and watch this. Oh, I right? gotta check this out. Uh, and then eventually uh, the Sesame Street gang shows up. And then that's when, like, all now it's like the house is full. So you have the entire Henson family together under one roof for Christmas, Was which Yoda is pretty there? cool. Ah, uh, no, no Yoda. Mm. Sorry. But, uh, and it led to some, there's some great moments. The, the banter back and forth between, like, Bert and Ernie and Doc. And they're like, hi, I'm Bert. I'm Ernie. He's like, hi, my name's Doc. And they're like, oh, that starts with the letter D. And like, yes. And this is my dog. Dog, that also starts with the letter D. And they get all excited. And Doc's like, what the fuck? And, Bert's like, uh, this is small talk where we come from. So they have like little fun with it, like with the characters meshing and stuff like that. Does uh, Doc point out that they're a cute couple? <laughs> they're just friends. They're right. just they're just friends. I think people say that about us. They're just friends. <laughs> We're, I guess I guess I'm Ernie. Yeah, yeah. A little stockier. Did you do you remember the Sesame Street? Uh, the Sesame Sesame Street Sesame Street Christmas like. I remember there was a, a Gift of the Magi thing with Bert and Ernie where he went to the... Who ran the corner store? Uh, Hooper. Mr. Hooper. Mr. Hooper. He went, one, they each go to Mr. Hooper and trade their prized possession to get a Christmas gift for each other. Mm-hmm. It's like... I remember. I recall this. He, retri- he trades his, his paperclip collection to get something and, 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 and then... Um, Ernie trades his something to get something to hold his paperclip collection. And then Mr. Hooper shows up at the house and gives them both the things they traded mm-hmm. back. I think I, I do remember that. Yeah, it was all about it was teaching about like giving and all that. Yeah. Yeah, you always have to learn something. Yeah. That's the nice thing about this. You get to see your Sesame Street characters and not, that learn. Like, but not learn anything. <laughs> uh, That's the, yeah. That is the beauty. Uh, yeah. It, so and then uh, try and learn me on anything. This, so this was '87, and we just talked about this little red bastard last week. And Elmo's in there, but he's not. Uh, he doesn't have like a starring role. He wasn't big he, yet, right? He, no, he wasn't huge yet. He was like behind the count. So you had Bert and Ernie got their solos. Uh, Cookie Monster, Grover, uh, Big Bird, Oscar. They get you know all those guys are still around. Count, but then like um, the one like news guy, like he got his the cow. Uh, got one, and then even Harry Monster, uh, who I don't think has been on Sesame Street in maybe like twenty years. Uh, he had a he had a big moment there too. But yeah, I, it's it's that that moment where they all come together, and then uh, there are a couple other songs too. You have to find if you're gonna if you're gonna watch it, you got to find um, like the uncut version because they like chopped the shit out of it for some reason. I guess they only had enough uh, 
the tapes that they were going to put on were like the VHS tapes that you would get at Pizza Hut. <laughs> that, there was only <laughs> like, there's minutes. literally only 13 yeah. minutes of tape on it. You get two episodes of X-Men the Animated Series. That sounds like a good time now. Commercial. I had that. that uh, you remember that? You mm-hmm. got that through Pizza Hut. I had the, the Night of the Sentinel, part one and two. Fucking good show. That was groundbreaking. <laughs> Freaking out. I was like, this can be on TV? That was 25 years ago. Wow. 93. Okay. Uh, here's my next weird pick. Cities full of manger scenes And stores lit up in red and green But down the road just out of town There's more magic to be found The countryside is all aglow With holly trees and mistletoe And in them woods there lives a bear Known to all as thistle hair both the soul hair, the Christmas bear, spreading the good news what everywhere the f- about Christmas. <laughs> so a lot of our Christmas song memories, uh, we get against our will. I would, I would say, I'm <clears throat> experiencing it right now. Right, and I'm, I wanted to share this with all the people out there against their will. Uh, when I was a kid, my mom was obsessed with the Alab, the band Alabama. Uh-huh. Their Christmas, Alabama Christmas. It's, this goddamn album went double platinum. Uh, uh, this, uh, so this is a song on their album called Thistle Hair, the Christmas Bear. It was the only one I actually liked when I was a kid because it was, you know, about this fun bear mm-hmm. that didn't maul you. <laughs> it's all, <laughs> it spread uh, cheer. Uh, I love those anthropomorphized happy bears. Right. So uh, they had a song called Christmas and Dixie on this album. It charted in six separate calendar years. That's how popular it was. It released in 85. Christmas and Dixie. But uh, Thistle Hair, I don't know if it charted. <laughs> no, but I'm I, glad you're running using this one rather yeah, than Christmas and Dixie. I just en- enjoyed, enjoyed Yeah, Christmas and Dixie was okay. And the, yeah. This album was very country, and I'm not much of a country fan no, at all. But so I, I've encountered Alabama in my current life. Mm. And here's a little tidbit about Alabama. You probably This is probably faux pas talking out of turn like this, but uh, I was told by their stage manager that I had to have exact even time on all three members. Uh. Randy Owen, Teddy Gentry, and Jeff Cook had to have on the screens that, you know, for, for, for the concert. Yeah. And they said, it has to be so exact to sit there with a timer and do it because the wives or girlfriends of all three of those oh, members Jesus. sit and right. count if one has more time than the other. I was... That's healthy. It, it's not healthy for me. To, I was so nervous because this was early on. This is when I still have a little, uh, little fuck yeah. to give. Now I just would have punched the wide shot up and said, look, they're all, th- all three of them are up. Uh, but uh, yeah... Yeah, that's that's Alabama. So all this goodwill and and joy that they put into these Christmas songs doesn't exist. They're just fucking assholes. They're just right now as they're singing, they're just eyeballing each other. Just what the hell was that? Pricks. Those oh, kids a, yelling. This all hair. Did uh, if if you had a shot of the kids on, they'd be all fucking pissed off. Yeah, hey, hey, hey! 
no kids. It's us. It's about us. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I basically picked this song to throw Alabama <laughs> under the bus. <laughs> I have, you know, how's, I, how's I, your I, mom feel about that? Oh, she didn't care. Oh, she still likes it. I told her, hey, Mom, I did Alabama last night. Oh, really? She forgot who they were. I'm like, from that horrible Christmas album you made me listen to? She's like, oh, all right. I'm like, yeah, they were fucking assholes. Prima donnas needed to each be on screen an even amount of time. Hey, guy, I got news for you, Alabama. All three of you suck. Uh, don't burn that bridge. I was, I was working on some things for a future show. <laughs> Wait, can I have Alabama as guests? Yeah, after the horse show. <laughs> after the horse show. <laughs> I thought they could be on the the horse show. No, 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 no. It's strictly equestrian. Uh, well, I'm putting this horse out to pasture. I hope uh, this goes viral, mainly because I want the show to go viral. But for them to say, "Hey, some assholes yeah, threw but Alabama under the bus," but this is is, no. is, is Alabama in Alabama? Because I don't have. I don't, do they have internet down there? Oh, oh yeah. I don't know. They're from Fort Payne, Alabama. Okay. I mean, it's okay. I have cousins in Arkansas, so it's okay. I can say bad things about the South. Oh, okay. right? It's like having a black friend. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, it's also common knowledge that people in the entertainment industry are fucking assholes. So yeah. I'm not really burning anyone or pulling anyone's mind with this. But yeah, this little hair, the Christmas bear. It's not a bad song. I kind of. It's all right. I like it. I got weirder ones, so. Oh, good. Just stay on for the ride. So, um. Now, you're going to have to do I, a lot of explaining. I want to, I want to, I want to preempt this. Oh, just fucking play it and I'll explain. Just picture how you recorded this <laughs> in your jammies, waiting all night for it to come on, waiting all night for Casey Kasem to play it in his top 40, and recording it off your boombox on a second boombox. Is that how you did it? Uh, I actually held a microphone to my speaker and played it out and then back in because I couldn't find a legal copy capable to download and then convert. And you know how I could have just pulled it up on YouTube I was and played think, it right out I of I was this. thinking that, but then Send I realized that the process of me doing this and it sounding shitty is funnier for the show. I guess you're right. I could have used uh, a Mrs. Squeezer's copy of it, but it skips so bad because she played that goddamn thing so much that the CD looks like a record now. So. <laughs> this gave me a little uh, PTSD when I heard it. It was on... Uh, one of the, the well, the only <coughs> Muzak tape at KB. It came, uh, our Muzak came on a cassette. We had a Muzak deck, and you couldn't play regular cassettes. Like, if you tried to bring in your own mix, it wouldn't play in this. Mm-hmm. It only played the Muzak tapes. And it, it, it play in both, it flip without you having to flip, so it just constantly repeat. And uh, yeah, we got one for Christmas, <laughs> the entire Christmas season. We got one cassette tape. So you figure maybe 40 minutes of songs uh, on a loop. And this was on, this was one of them. And I never just, knew who sang it until. Yeah, it's, well, this is uh, a little band called NSYNC. Uh, only months after their big debut album, like their de- they debuted in March. And then. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, out, you either have to do Christmas early or like yeah, grasping and, and, for straws. And this was huge. Like to put out a big holiday album and then like to hit this big what was huge. And that just goes to show how they kind of just blew up. And, and 
part you could you could ask is part of the reason you're even doing this is because of Mrs. Squeezer and to keep her happy and she wants in sync in the show every possible show we do. The short answer would be yes. The long answer though, and, is, and which I would expect nothing else but the long answer from yes. you. Uh, the long answer is this: um, this gave us one more chance to see a uh, a small. I want. I don't want to say small. A big man, a man who survived Hollywood. A man. Did who, he survive Hollywood though? I don't know. A man who who sued his parents. Uh, a man rightfully who, so. Rightfully so. A man who could be confused as uh, not so much a man. Uh, well, he struggled through Hollywood. Uh, a man who suffered from focal segmental gloomer coloroceros. I try. But he was forever immortalized on The Simpsons. And he was all yes. Uh, someone that knew that it takes different strokes to move the world. Oh no, he's got a fever. That's it. Cancel Christmas. Santa, you gotta deliver the presents. Oh, what am I gonna do? Ooh, I have an idea. In sync. What you talking about, Gary? They just wanted to do that, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. They so that the music video opens with Santa like hungover, and for some reason his elf is Gary Coleman. Oh, poor guy. Um, and this, so this was 98. And so this was like at the peak of him just grasping at straws just to stay afloat or be in the public when eye. he was and, actually working as and, a security guard? I don't know. It might have been before that. But uh, yeah, so his idea is if Santa's sick, he'll get in sync to do it. For I don't know why. but Why not? Why not? The question you should be asking. Well, the real question you should be asking is where does Elf Gary Coleman get these fantastic green vinyl suits that he wears? Which is great too because you could tell that if you uh, listen to the audio, <laughs> if, you, if you listen to the audio, you hear this creaking and stuff like that. And that was the sound of his suit as he's delivering his lines. They didn't bother to fix it or ADR yeah, it or, yeah, well, or use something different well, other than... they'd have to pay than, the poor man more <laughs> if they brought him in for ADR. Other than plastic? Yeah. Like, he's just wearing this plastic suit. It looks so unpleasant. Um, which then leads into possibly the greatest music video of all time. I spent an hour of my life the last couple of days combined watching this four and a half minute green screen extravaganza. We watched it three times last night before we went to bed because Amanda wanted to review things with me and make sure that I was up to par and knew all my well, JCs and forbid. CJs and JTs and the fat one. And Is the whole band holy, out of the closet yet? Um, I think just three of the f- four or five of them, I think. You said that. You kind There's, of like hesitated on that. Are you? She, she scared, your wife scares you, doesn't she? Yes, I'm terrified <laughs> to get this wrong. Uh, well, the, 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 astronaut, the astronaut's the gay one. Um, the astronaut, yeah, Lance Bass. He went to sp- or was going to go to space. What? I think. I think. Yeah, he like bought a ticket on a Russian flight. I don't think he ever actually went though. Um, and then uh, this. So, oh, this. It, um, yeah, you're thinking for back, some reason. I'm thinking of a yeah. I'm thinking of that. Boys, this is the one with. I, purpose, uh, I purposely screw him up at home just to piss her off. This it's is quite the one enjoyable. with um, Sean Parker in it from the. Facebook movie, uh, Timberlake, Justin Timberlake. Oh yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, that guy. I, w- I was going to say the guy from, uh, uh, shit, what was that? Southland Tales. We'll go with that one. Mm. Dick in a Box. It's got The Rock and Kevin Smith. It does the, have yeah. The Rock and Kevin Smith by it, Richard it's, Kelly. It's the strangest fucking movie ever. Also, there's a huge comic book li- like series leading up to the movie. Anyway, he, this he is... He struck it big on Donnie Darko. Yeah, and then it was... Yeah. I was so excited to watch it. I'm like, what the hell? It was still kind of enjoyable. Uh, um, it, it, it's, uh, uh, it's a late... It's like all of the late 90s just vomited on a green screen for four and a half minutes. Um, just oversized fleece everywhere and mock turtlenecks. Um, well, this was big. <clears throat> this was... What, what year did this come out? This was 98. Okay, so this was right in the height of uh, Old Navy and the fleece yes. explosion. Oh, it, it looks like an Old Navy commercial. And <laughs> even Justin even has the, the he has the, uh, Amanda pointed this out to me, the uh, suspenders just down. So he has like the clipped on suspenders, but they're just hanging off his pants. Uh, they're all, <laughs> half of them are wearing um, some kind of ski goggle. You know, this is coming back. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's yeah. disgusting. And and she she even pointed out, say, look how baggy their clothes are. I'm like, yeah, that's, we all kind of dressed like that. We're like, we never grasped the concept that skinny jeans would ever be, but we had Jinkos. Right. Like, everything was. I wore an XL yeah. uh, flea, fleece. Yeah. I'm a, a small medium at best. <laughs> it, it was the, the pinnacle of consumerism in the 90s where we wanted to buy so much that we purposely bought extra fabric to hang on ourselves <laughs> just to show that we could afford the extra fabric to hang on ourselves. I think we're just I wish I still had all those clothes. Now I'd have stuff shame. that fits. Well, that too. Yeah, it was a lot of a world of hurt under here. Um, <laughs> so uh, the band jumps back and forth. Now they're riding on Santa's sleigh. And it just cuts then from them riding on Santa's sleigh, singing and like, ha, ha, being all jolly and shit yucking. with each other, yucking it. Uh, it's four and a half minutes of yucking it Does uh, Timberlake have those ramen noodle hairstyle? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, th- those tips, you would think that they were in a blizzard and that, that's where it came from. Holy shit. Um, so they're riding on Santa's sleigh through all these awfully green screened backgrounds like there's literally like one point they're flying through the sky then they're going backwards over the brooklyn bridge then someone on skis is jumping behind them I'm like what the fuck is going on then we cut to jump cut to the same angle and they're now hanging out with all these hot models and giving them presents and lance bass is acting his ass off in this scene did uh <laughs> michael bay direct this video <laughs> it you know what it's funny because i'm watching this and i thought this came out this is two years after tonight tonight came out possibly one of the most beautiful music videos ever created with an excellent use of of green screen technology at the time and just art and then they just took these five guys and literally it looks like they slapped them like they were in the corner of an office building and like sometimes if you do they like probably a, spent more money too on the oh, NSYNC one sure just to pay them to show up there but Literally, like, you know, sometimes on, like, if you're shooting something on a green screen, rather than have, like, the big, like, studio that you see, like, behind-the-scenes shit, like, from, like, a Marvel movie, it's literally a roll of paper that they roll out, and you stand in front of this roll of green paper. That's what it felt like. This is the most claustrophobic video you oh, would so they, ever they see. they didn't have a stage? They, they no, it was no stage. A... They were just, it's like, you could obviously set, tell that they said, hey, guys, stand between these two lines 
and just how many yuck members it up. are in the band? There's five guys in the band. Oh boy! And then they have like five, well, like I'm sorry, five band. kids. Here. How many guys are in the group of idiots? Oh, I wouldn't call them a group of idiots. Some of them did fairly well. Who did the, well besides Timberlake? The, the yeah, the Dick in the Box guy. That's Timberlake. Yeah. Who did well besides him? Uh, I think Joey Fatone, the fat one. He's uh, um. I think he might have had he like. He came a, through uh, our one venue as a host of some random game yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, he's got a, like a game show, a gig touring game show. Yeah, it's not that bad. And some of them had like solo careers for a minute or two. I, I was pointed out because it was funny. I'm watching this. I'm expecting Justin to be like the star of the middle. No, uh, uh, one of the other guys, the like the hotter one yet. If you're into that was like the guy who it was supposed to be. It's all right. You can then, say he's hotter. I'm, I'm pointing this out to Manny. She's like, yeah, they thought he was going to be it. And then the, fan, like, then the fans, we spoke up. And she like pounded her fist down. Oh, so the fans chose <laughs> the, the Justin. Fan, the fans chose Justin. They, they're like, yeah, we knew he was the one. Um, and, then, and then they all show up at Angelina Jolie's house and give the kids presents. Um, Seriously? Well, it's... Again, like I said, there's no... I, I don't know what's going to go down as more painful in Radier's history. The MacGyver <laughs> recap or, or this? Or this recap. Well, th- this, because I had watched this like five times, or well, at least ten times I watched this damn video. No, it, th- again, jump cut to the same like green screen setup, and there's a bed now with like six kids, cause, and they just went from continent to continent and picked one kid each. It's like... Oh, we got our black kid, we got our Asian kid, we got our white kid, we got our South American kid. Throw them on the bed, we're covered. It's like a math book. Yikes. And then they give them their presents, and uh, then it just ends. Then, then they, yeah, Gary comes and snaps his fingers, and they, that, oh, God, it, it was painful to watch, but you could tell it's the whole- to listen to. I, well, good, suffer. <laughs> uh, I, I suffered, so you have to suffer. Um, but it was just so much fun to watch this thing because it's just like I said, it's like the late everything from the '90s just vomited on a green screen. Uh, I want everyone at home to email us if you really think he didn't enjoy this at every second of it. He well, I'm a masochist. <laughs> you are a masochist. I, I remember I did, I just I I just binged the last six episodes of Punisher last night and it was just horrific to watch. This and is I'm like, the I'm music gonna watch video more. equivalent of a dominatrix stepping on your throat with the heel. I wouldn't say my throat. <laughs> well, it's a family uh, show. Uh, but yeah, it, it's just, it's if, go back and watch it. It's ridiculous. Uh, even though I'm, I'll give him credit, the songs are actually kind of catchy. <laughs> Is that in your notes of things Amanda wanted you to say? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you say it's catchy and you reluctantly agree that you enjoy it. <laughs> I'm sure it's going to be playing as I walk into the door tonight when I'm. Well, you're a family uh, man now, Clark. Yeah. The last true family man. Okay, on to my next one. Comes the time for Christmas, and I really have to ask. This is feeling Mary. How much longer must it last? I wish you one horse open sleigh would come carry me away. But I've been waiting here all day, and one just hasn't come my way. Now, excuse me if I'm not being reverent, but I was hoping for a miracle to hold me, wash me, say Christmas. Time. No, Christmas, I think it's just called by Blues Child. 
No, it's called Christmas time. No, hold on, where is it? It's not. Oh yeah, it's just called Christmas. Blues Traveler. So this is off of, uh, you know, those very special Christmas albums that had a, that had like the artwork, uh, the, the line drawn artwork on the front, and they had like uh, popular acts covering or mm-hmm. creating new Christmas songs. This, this was volume off volume three. And uh, I think it, the proceeds from these albums went to Special Olympics, starting with Very Special Christmas One, <coughs> where you got a lot. So this came out in October of 97, and there's a good story of this. My father ever indulging my music obsession, <laughs> I saw it in the circular for Bradley's, which was a department store in the Northeast. With a snack bar. With a snack bar. So my dad, I remember it was a weeknight. We could have talked about this after school. It was after school. My dad drove. I don't know. I don't know where the hell my mom was, but he drove me and my sister to Bradley's, and she was running. At 97, she was. I was 15, and she was 11. So she was probably running in the toy aisle. Why I went to the music aisle to get that big. You had to buy the CD, but it came with. Yeah, like that handle. Like, yeah. The, like you would wrap like extension cords around. <laughs> right. Right. You, you know, you could use it as a garage door mm. if, you know, after you take the CD out of it. Uh, so it, you, you could literally, literally get the CD out of the door with this on. <laughs> it was so big. So I, I, I picked up I Salt and Circular, and I, I know I wanted to get it because it had Smashing Pumpkins. Mm-hmm. It had No Doubt. It had Blues Traveler, Shell Crow, Hootie and the Bluefish, Chris Cornell, Johnny Lang, Dave Matthews, uh, amongst others on it. So I was like, okay, this is Christmas music. I, this is my Christmas music. Mm-hmm. So, I was almost gonna. I was almost gonna do either No Doubt or Smashing Pumpkins. Yeah, but, uh, this this was. There's a lot of uh, original music on this, and, and No Doubt's "Oi to the World" was mm-hmm. original, and. Christmas Time by the Smashing Pumpkins was written by Billy Corgan. It's like a really happy and Christmas time has come. Uh, and it's it's out of out of turn for the Smashing Pumpkins. Yeah. Well, he's a really happy guy though. Yeah. Like, like he breaks. He was on Rogan talking about. It. He's like, I'm a happy guy. It's a character. It kind of pisses the fans off, but yeah. he loves wrestling. He lo- <laughs> oh, he fucking loves it. So, oh, but John Popper, I still wish Blues Traveler would make a comeback because I mm-hmm. fucking love Blues Traveler. Oh, yeah. And um, this is a great song uh, for Christmas and just a general good Blues Traveler song. Like, you, you think about, like, you know, you, you daydream about being that rock star and being up on stage and get that guitar solo going. Now, I, I dream about having that harmonica, harmonica solo. solo he yeah. Just... yeah. He, uh, well, he lost all that weight. He had the lap answer or the, the t- tummy tuck or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Um, so, does that does that affect the way you can wail on a harmonica? I, th- I think it affects everything. Cause yeah, your weight is you know what comes push your, pushes your voice and you know probably mm-hmm. your money. And they lost their bass player. He died. Uh, he was a big songwriter and mm-hmm. part of the band. So it's never been the same. But uh, yeah, their their early stuff, man, they were they were huge. Yeah. I was a huge fan. Uh, and it's, they were huge. Yeah, so yeah, this is this is my pick. If you, this is kind of he harmonizes himself. He sings his song over "Heart the Herald." 
that he's got his harmonica wailing in the background. It's a good song. Yeah, it's not bad. So add this to your Christmas playlist. Not Thistle Hair, but Baby, Please Come Home and uh, Christmas by Blues Traveler. And if you really want to torture yourself, put Thistle Hair in there. And Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. And Merry Christmas, man. <laughs> This little hair is just to remind you that Alabama's a group of assholes, and, and then the other one to remind you that Squeezer's a loving husband. But uh, yeah, that's my next pick. And um, let's. Uh, oh God, we're only on your third pick. This, this is dragging. Talking about <laughs> ten Christmas songs is really taking a long time. You know, this might have the best music video of all the songs on this. I I would have to agree. The opening credit that, sequence. It's the best. Santa, animated Santa getting chased by the tumbling snowman. I think they're kind of, they kind of put Santa in Clark's role for this. Mm-hmm. He's just, he, you know, a bumbling buffoon. Yeah. You know. that, that, I always wanted that candy cane phone. And oh yeah, and then the going down, popping all the lights. Yeah. A, dream, a dream of that. Yes. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I hear this song anytime and it immediately floods back, not just Christmas memories, one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah, no, it's I, a great movie. Yeah, it's fucking fantastic. And, and Enchantress recently had one of her good friends, great guy, came up uh, from one of her childhood friends, came up to hang out with us for Thanksgiving. And I, this guy's really fun, really great guy. I like him so much. He's a fun guy, good friend. We wa- we came home from Thanksgiving. We're watching Christmas Vacation. The next day, he admits to her that he can't stand that movie. Now I just don't know how I feel about him. It's it's simple. <laughs> you just you He's got you, you have to cut him off. <laughs> no, you just. It's like that. It's like that. That twenty dollars and uh. What was that? Bronx Tale? The yeah. twenty dollars? Yeah. Twenty dollars and the guy's out of your life. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sorry. So remember a couple years ago, it was almost five years ago now, we're doing a concert and we have no idea who this lady is. And I'm on I'm Well, I knew. Oh well you didn't chime in when huh. I'm like, who the hell is it's this from lady? From the Staples sisters. Oh well we're, you're on camera. I'm, I'm old. And I'm directing. And I'm back on my guys, computer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I'm looking up. I'm like, oh, shit. She sang Christmas Vacation. All of a sudden, we know who this woman is, Mavis Staples. Mavis Staples. Who was she opening for? That was her. No, she was opening for Are you sure? No. I'm positive. I thought it was just her. No, 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 no. It was a two-act. Wasn't B.B. King, was it? No. No? I'll, I'll look it up. I probably have a set list somewhere in my drawer. So uh, afterwards, I, I had to give a DVD of the performance to the tour manager. And I was like, holy shit, Christmas Vacation, Mavis Staples. And he was kind of like, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I 
it's the little things that yeah i, I was re- we were really excited about that and um, you know of course she didn't perform it unfortunately it was in the middle of the summer oh you should do it anyway you it's don't remember the show at all no it all runs together in a one big mess of fucking staring at a tiny little screen hurting my eyes and trying to hear you over my earbuds that i have plugged in <laughs> um yeah performed by mavis staples and then it was written by um barry mann and cynthia wells they're a couple that uh a uh, songwriting couple was that it been written around. for this movie yes yeah because they wrote a lot of songs for movies and um uh they uh they wrote somewhere out there as well you know american tale Fievel, all that shit um another couple you know the song uh we got to get out of this place the animals mm-hmm. they wrote that and then they also wrote a song that ended up in the movie um perhaps you know of uh love and feeling from top mm-hmm. gun they wrote a shit ton of songs for the righteous brothers oh wow so yeah these people like who also came through our same oh, yeah? i did i did video for the righteous brothers how are they horrible oh really that's a kind of a bummer well i mean i was it was horrible because i had to work and i was tired and i wanted oh, to go home okay. and they were singing You've got that love and feeling. How many times? Uh, it's not as bad as Rick Springfield, who's coming back next week. Rick Springfield teases Jesse's girl and keeps like, dun, 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 dun. like, like, well, he'll play the riff of it, uh-huh. like, no, and then go into another song no one knows. I don't like that song to begin with. Yeah, but that's all he's got. <laughs> Shit. Uh, I watched Top Gun the other day too, and I was watching it with my father-in-law, and it was kind of uncomfortable. I'm not gonna lie. We're looking at each other like, uh, do we keep watching it? Because like we're waiting for like the fighter jet scenes, but we're really just watching dudes with no clothes on. Right, come very close to kissing. Yeah, it's kind of kind of awkward. And then the whole beach volleyball scene playing with the boys just sums it all up. Yeah, right there. I digress. Um, as we tend to. As we tend to. Uh, we were talking about Christmas vacation. I end up talking about men with shirts off and talking. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just it's uh, it's a. a it's one of those songs that as soon as I hear it, like it's like I get so excited because I can't wait. Not that I have to wait till Christmas to watch Christmas Vacation. I will do it anytime. But right, we already got have, one viewing yeah. in. Um, but yeah, come come Christmas season, that I will always I'll it's, start playing it. That and Scrooge are my two favorite Christmas yeah, movies. Yeah, and then Die Hard, and Gremlins, yeah. and Batman Returns. Oh yeah, I guess Batman Returns is Christmas movie. Christmas movie. So. Um, Speaking of horror movies, this this Christmas song scares the living hell out of me, or it did when I was a kid. Still does. Jesus. So this is Carol of the Bells, uh, composed by Ukrainian Mikola Leontoyevich in 1914. He, uh, his lyrics were copyrighted, but the musical composition is not. That's why you see it and hear it everywhere. Mm-hmm. This version I'm playing for you was arranged by John Williams for the movie Home Alone, and that right before, uh, you know, when he's running through the church... And mm-hmm. right before time to get put his plan into action. You might know it from a popular internet video, Ding Fries Are Done <laughs> with the Burger King. <laughs> Dana Carvey did a great 
version of it on SNL. SNL. Uh, Dysfunctional Family Christmas, yes. I think it was called. Yes. And uh, so it's been Pentatonix, unfortunately, covered a acapella version of it. And it's most famously done, I think, by a group that was just in town here. Um, I forget what they're called. What are they? Uh, Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Yeah. Yes, that's it. And it's like, damn, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I like the the Home Alone version now as it's going in, and then it transitions into the um, the theme, the, the score the, by John the, Williams. Well, the score, but the the um, I guess what would it be called the uh, the preparation score where it like yeah. picks up and yeah. and yeah, and it, everyone loves a good like tactical preparation sequence, <laughs> a montage. I. Films don't use the montage as much anymore as they and should. I love a good montage. I would I, honestly, I could sit through two hours of just montage. There was a, I don't, I don't need. You know, it's coming, but there are scenes coming up that you will see in the Punisher of him just loading guns, <laughs> and I'm just sitting there, just trying not, not like just keeping my hands out to my sides and not bringing them anywhere close to my pockets because it was just, it's just awesome to watch. Think of like the opening sequence of Batman. And he's just shink, shink. Yeah. Like, wh- why? Do you see his button, your, his nipples? Uh, Punisher's nipples? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, from time to time. He's got his shirt up. I mean, what, he got his Batman and Robin, up up. where they're gearing up and you see, you see his butt <laughs> yeah. drop the cape down. <laughs> There's actually, they, yeah, like, whoosh. What was, the that f- the, was that the Clooney one, fuck maybe? Yeah. My God. Yeah. Okay. Uh, here's yours. Sleigh bells ring, are you listening? In the lane, snow is glistening. A beautiful sight, we're happy tonight. Walking around in women's underwear. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> I don't think... I don't think Johnny Mathis is going anywhere near women's underwear. Oh, really? Well, you don't... Is he, is, is he a man's man, or is he... Oh, he is a man's man. Uh, well, you don't know if he's going... No, he, he came out. No, I'm saying, but you don't know oh. if he's walking around in women's underwear. No, he's on. I, I he might enjoy so. it for the support, Squeezer. You don't know. It's a comfort thing. It's a comfort thing. So, Johnny Mathis. Johnny Mathis. Did so, you write this? Uh, I'm, no, I didn't write, but he... he this is one of those things back in the 50s you put out like a Christmas everyone had like Bing Crosby all those guys they all had their Nat King Cole Nat King Cole yeah you had your Christmas album so yeah this came out in 58 was Johnny Mathis Merry Christmas and it's why this, it's, why this one I don't it's, even remember this it's one. famous it, <clears throat> if, if you had like a record collection you had this believe it or not and you might not even know it it came but in the it's, mail like Samples it's, of Tide it's, it's, it's a white album or it's like him in like a, a red like jacket holding skis on like a snowy hill with like Merry Christmas Johnny Mathis you didn't even pick up my Wayne's World reference I wasn't listening I said it came in the mail like samples oh. of time <laughs> just like Frampton Comes Alive <laughs> uh, this was my first record I ever had because oh. uh, it's one of those things where, like, my parents had it. And it's like, oh, I want a, I want a record. Like, here. Because they had it on their pile. So my dad just threw it to me. I was like, my first record I had. And I played out my, my Sesame Street uh, record player, a turntable that I had. Um, and then it's one of those albums everyone had, and you probably have, like, three of them. 
and if you go to the record store and you have you go not even the 50 cent bin it's in that room off to the side where it's literally just a mountain a pile of records where they didn't even bother selling it they just kind of throw them in there and half of them are this album there are so many so many of them it sold five million copies what uh, i have four christmas albums on my vinyl collection upstairs one of them you won't guess it's relying k let it snow baby let it rain because i gotta have that pop punk emo album uh can you guess the other three they're classics uh like classic classics like you mentioned two Bing of them. Crosby? Yes, that's one. Uh, Nat King Cole? That's two. Okay, you already said it. And I'll tell you that they're Charlie Brown Christmas. Oh, Vince nice. Cardellio yeah, nice. or whatever you say his name. Mm-hmm. Um, but you yeah, don't this... need any more than that. No, you have to get this. You got to get this to your collection. Uh, you can... He seems a little too... Is... What? what? No, I'm not hate criming him. I'm just oh. saying he's not... I like the deep Bing Crosby, Nat oh. King Cole voice. Yeah, yeah. I want to... Yeah, he's, I wanna, very, he's very fun and like... I, I want a booming upbe- voice upbeat and, where that if I don't pay attention, I'm going to get beaten with the frozen yeah. sack of oranges. <laughs> well, this... And as a kid, when you're listening to this, you love Christmas too, so you listen to it all year round. Plus, it's very like fun and poppy. So as a kid, you're like, eh, this is neat. I like this, you know? And I need that stern um, voice, like the whole... The booming, you know, like telling me like... It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Oh, it is. Thank you for pointing <laughs> it out to me. Uh, Definitely, I'll get it for get it for your collection. Just to, just to have it. I was gonna put on my collection Christmas in Killarney just because of the Irishness of it all, but maybe for the next time. For the next Crosby. time. Um, f- fun fact though, Johnny Mathis, nine hole in ones. Hell of a golfer. I got news. We have to finish this up so we can go do that show. All right, here's my next one. And I didn't know this song existed until this year. I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. Only a hippopotamus will do. This was a novelty song written by John Rocks in 1953. Yeah, that's where. But you just. I seriously have never heard the song until this year. Did you? Yes. I've heard it. When was it written? 1953? Yeah. I've heard it every year (laughs) since 1983. As long as I could, I heard it. I've never heard this before. Hang on, let me think. Was my mom pregnant? Yes. I heard it in 1982 through a wall, through a wall of flesh. I heard this. I did not know it existed. And Holy so Enchantress shit. is singing this, and I'm like, what is this? <laughs> and then I, I thought it was like a joke song from like, like a few years ago or something. She's like, no, I think it's old. It's really old. Yeah. <sighs> I never heard it before. Hippopotamuses and hippopotamuses like me too. <laughs> How do you not? Everyone knows this song. I did not know this until this year, until a few months ago. When she was singing this, and I'm like, what are you singing? <laughs> this is... And she sings it adorably, just like Gayla Peavy, who was 10 years at the time, 10 years old at the time. Yeah. She's, I, is she still around? She's still, like, performing this one song since, since she's been 10? Uh, she, she's got to be, what, in her 70s now? Uh, she's 74. Look at that. That was some quick-ass math. Yeah, well, you math that well. I am not... Oh, shit. 
I gotta stop right now. I'm ahead of the game. Yeah. I'm getting nothing else out of today. <laughs> uh, so there was a B-side <laughs> on this 78 apparently called Are My Ears On Straight? I gotta find that. Yeah, really? Uh... I, yeah, but I guess the Three Stooges recorded a version of this in 1959. <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure if, if this song was around for a long time, but the Three Stooges did a cover of it. Yes. I, again, I had no idea. That it which, which, which Stooges? Uh, it doesn't say. In 1959. Shemp? Yeah. yeah, it was Shemp probably. So, yeah, that's uh, One at Hippopotamus for Christmas from I 1953 or believe- from 2017 <laughs> <laughs> in my life. Isn't it awesome, though? You, like, you find something new. Well, I just love when she sings it now. It's hysterical. Oh. She'll do the whole, put but on it, the whole it's, voice. It's like, dis- like when we discover a tribe in the rainforest. They've been here the whole time. I, They're I just doing their thing. I don't know how I didn't know this song because my mom was obsessed with Christmas music. And it's just, it's on it. Like you worked in a mall. Yeah, I'm surprised this wasn't on the KB Muzak. Either on the Muzak or just when you walk out to get some Dippin' Dots for lunch. Well, mm-hmm. I, something I do now, I, I started at a young age. I had my, uh, I had this RCA MP3 player that could hold about five or six mm-hmm. songs. Yeah, I, I didn't go really anywhere without my music bubble. Uh, not that when I was at KB, but when I uh, just would go anywhere to the mall, I'd need my, music, my own personal uh, code of, cone of silence, my... my and that was like 97, you had an MP3 player? No, 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 no. This was oh, okay. uh, 2000, I had them, 2001. Oh, fancy, yeah. man. I remember in college, I was still walking around with my Discman. Disc now, this was a gift from my mom. It was an RCA, and it took a flash card that was like 8 megs or 32 <laughs> megs, so you could get like five or six songs on it. Yeah. That was, those were the days. Were they WAV files, too? No, they were MP3s, MP3s. but... Um, you really couldn't get a whole lot because 32 megs, like 10 songs, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, that's uh, one hip. That's my last pick. Uh, I can't wait to hear whatever the hell this is. I'm Mr. White Christmas. I'm Mr. Snow. I know, this part wasn't uh, the the first part was on our Muzak White Christmas guy. Yeah, yeah. I could see why Snow Miser would be there and Heat Miser wouldn't be. Yeah, but well, I don't know. I've never seen you, what they're from. Uh, you were that Santa Claus? Yeah. You never saw it? No. Nope. Uh, it's one of those Rankin Bass works of art. Mm. I mean, it's fantastic. We, it's, we watch it every year at Christmas. It's one of those little trend, tradition things. I prefer Rudolph is my personal well, that's favorite. That's the one we'd watch. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, we have the the blue uh, DVD with this, and then it has the New Year's one with the big with the big ass ears. No, oh gee, you're missing out on that. Um, so yeah, uh, Santa's sick. Uh, or no, Santa's not sick. That was yeah. Um, Santa doesn't. Santa gives up on Christmas, thinking no one believes anymore, and so he goes on vacation for Christmas. And so Mrs. Claus and the elves. 
have to go track down Santa and convince them, no, there's still some good in Christmas. So they go to the Miser Brothers, who control the seasons, and it's the Snow Miser and the Heat Miser, and it's like, hey, can you work out a deal? Can you make it snow in Southtown so it feels more like Christmas, and then Santa will, you know, go and deliver presents, and they can't come to an agreement, so they go to their mother. Do you know who their mother is? Mother Earth. Oh. Yeah, yeah. It's a whole seasons thing. And then, like, she scolds them, and it's quite adorable. And then, yeah, it snows, and then Santa, yeah. Saves the day. Saves the day, yeah. And, like, Rudolph and the elves and shit get her, and, and what was the, was it Vixen? Forgot which of the reindeer it was. I think they just came up with one. Was this post-Rudolph? This was 74. Yeah. So, yeah, it was after, Ru- I was after Rudolph. So, Rudolph made an appearance in this? No, no, it wasn't Rudolph. It was, I think it was Vixen. Rudolph was in the New Year's one with Baby uh, New Year. Yeah. Uh, but I, I absolutely love uh, any of the claymation, you know, stop motion Christmas, you know, Rankin Bass movies. Shorts are awesome. And this song, it's one of those things where I will just walk through the house just, you know, humming along to Mr. White Christmas, the Snow Miser songs. <laughs> All year round. All year round. Why yeah, there's not? no reason to limit yourself to the spirit Have of Christmas. Have you shown these Rankin Bass specials to squeeze out yet? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, like well, I mean, this year will probably be the first she'll actually be able to recognize something. Like, let me think. I just wanted to take it us wasn't, out. One wasn't enough. One wasn't enough. I want. I wanted to end this show by reminding everyone that Alabama is a bunch of assholes. Wow, wow, really burning this bridge. Yeah, why not? It's Christmas after all. I really hope this doesn't come back to bite us in the ass one day. <laughs> oh, guys, we're gonna put you, give you a contract on television for millions of dollars, but uh, why would why would anyone? I don't want that. No, no, yeah. All right, million dollars. Yes, I don't want to be on TV. <laughs> yeah, we're going to let you do I, I, your I, I, podcast, I, I, your audio <laughs> podcast for millions of dollars, but Alabama sued. <laughs> you didn't oh. give all three of them equal time on the podcast. But there, there's if you if you want to burn Alabama on your podcast, you got to burn all three of them equally. <laughs> but but there's there's I don't I can't think of any channel or type of channel that would have just two guys sitting there at the table talking in the microphones for hours on end with no production value added into it whatsoever. Isn't that like half the morning on ESPN? Yes. that's Oh, that's right. ESPN. <laughs> <laughs> ESPN's not a model for, uh, I don't know, doing well <laughs> right now. But uh, We that- have this platform where we could take any form of visual media and put it together and then present it to people across the world. I have an idea. Let's take a radio show and have guys sit there. Yeah. And we can watch them. Right. Yeah. Because that's, you know, we'll make it really spiffy, though. Yeah. I mean, Howard did that, but you wanted to see, everyone wanted to see what Howard had going yeah. on in the studio. And But it was also a short... You know, it was a half hour. It was a half hour show, and it was the four, best. A half hour cut out of four hours. Yeah, out of four. It wasn't like the first hour of him just going over the news and just bullshitting. And, right, which know. is my favorite part of the house. Oh, it's, yeah, it's always. So anyway, uh, that's our Christmas. That's our first 10 favorite Christmas songs. Well, not necessarily favorite, but Christmas songs you should take a look at. Mm-hmm. And uh, take a listen to, I should say. Including this gem. Including this gem. Old Thistle Hair. The Christmas Bear. <laughs> So I guess uh, 
our guests, we're leaving you with uh, some enjoyment of Christmas. And uh, we'll talk to you next week on the Rad Years Podcast. I'm Squeezer. RK. Gather round the fire again And sing about those angel wings Gifts of love that Christmas brings Oh, thistle hair, the Christmas fair Spreading the good news everywhere About Christmas time and what it means To all the children of the world Every little boy and girl out there